joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blissful Living. I am Rochelle Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous, your host. Today, we are going to probe into the whole concept of stress. And since this show is about reducing or eliminating stress from all aspects of our life, I thought it might be a good time to actually dive into the subject of truly what stress is and what better way to do this than to bring on a fabulous guest that can help us to understand more about what stress is really all about and how it affects us. My guest today is Dr. Sanjay Jane, and let me tell you just briefly a little bit about him. He is an MD, and he also has an MBA, and Dr. Jane um, represents the new wave of thought leadership and expertise developed not only from his medical field and financial education, but also from his life experiences, and he has written a book called Optimal Living 360, which we'll share more about that later in the show with you, but Dr. Jane is a board-certified physician and um, an integrative medicine and healthcare quality and and management experience as well. And so what's fascinating is that he's a traditional Western medicine physician as well as an integrative physician. So it's wonderful to have you on the show, Dr. Jane. How are you doing? Thank you, Rochelle. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fabulous, and I know this is a subject that's near and dear to all my listeners, so I just want to say, listeners, if you want to uh, take this moment to grab a piece of paper and and something to write with, sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation that we're going to have as Dr. Sanjay Jane enlightens us as to truly what stress is all about. And so, Dr. Jane, I really just want to jump into the the topic here um, because you know and I know that stress plays havoc in all aspects of our life. But what really is the definition of stress? Well, Rochelle, stress can come from many different sources. And even as a doctor, I've been through my stresses too. And everybody who says they haven't had stress, I don't believe them. And I'm sure she don't too. So this is a very common problem. And stress can come from many different areas. And so my approach to looking at stress is where is that stress coming from and how do you identify the source? And one thing I believe in are, are certain things called life core assets. And I put that into something called an acronym called the ASPIRES model. So not to make it too complicated, but the ASPIRES A stands for assets, which I mentioned life assets. Then my S stands for Spirituality, P, physical, I, intellectual, R, relationships, E, economic, and S, for safety. So those are 
some of our core life assets that's really important to try to balance in our life. And unfortunately, a lot of times we actually can get stress from these many different areas. And so just to give an example, uh, safety, uh, that's one of the S's in the Aspires model. Uh, there's a stress in the safety aspect. Stress can come from when you – go ahead. Yeah, I just want to back up just a little bit because before we dive into, you know, exactly um, where we get the stress and all that from, can you explain to the listeners out there what exactly is meant? What is the tr- like the true definition of stress? If we had to like go to the dictionary and look it up, what what is the true definition of stress? Okay, well, from a medical standpoint, from a st- stress definition standpoint that you're asking, it's basically it's a biological or psychological response that we all experience when we encounter an external or internal force or threat that uh, we have to deal with. And so that's kind of in a nutshell. It's that biological and psychological response that we experience from a threat. And that threat could be an external threat or an internal threat. So now... When someone now you uh, um, I know as a registered nurse uh, lots about stress and and you as a um, you know doctor knows a lot about stress too. But when you say that we have you know these things that can cause these physiological and biological processes to occur, can you just briefly share with the listeners what might actually be happening? Like what are some of the things they might experience um, when they feel stressed or uh, perceived a, a, um, stress happening in their life. Sure. Well, with the different stresses, the body can react in a very funny way. We have a lot of different glands in our bodies and a lot of different organs in our bodies. And what happens with these different organs and uh, glands in our bodies, they cr- excrete different types of hormones. And so there's a hormone called the, uh, there's adrenal hormones that, uh, I'll, I'll go to different glands, but two of the main glands in our bodies that kind of help create the stress. You have a pituitary gland, which is located in the brain, and you also have an adrenal gland, which are located, they're really small glands that are located just above our kidneys on both sides. And these are somewhat the epicenters of where some of that stress hormones can get secreted. So when these hormones are secreted, what they do is can, they can, I can list through a few things, but one of the things that it can do is it can increase the heart rate. It can uh, increase your breathing rate. It can actually increase the sugars that are released from your liver uh, when you have stress. And sometimes with digestion, you get lower digestion. So these hormones can wreak havoc in your body. And so that's just the tip of the iceberg. And it uh, can create a lot of uh, disharmony within your uh, system, you did something called a fight and uh, flight response that um, very common people hear about. Right. And so what this happens is that this stress can uh, affect not only your biology, but it can carry over to other aspects of life. So it's really important, and I really love the fact that your show stresses the importance of managing stress because learning to manage that stress is extremely important. Yes, I, I, I mean, um when I worked in the hospital, I was uh, in ER trauma nurse. So you can imagine the stressors that happen 
when you're, you know, in that scenario. And if it wasn't for the fact that I actually had um, learned about stress and learned how to manage it, um, you know, that situation each and every time I had something happen in the ER could have caused, you know, um, internal stress for me if I didn't know how to handle it properly where it would manifest into something beyond, you know, my control such as, you know, a disease or illness. So I, I thank you for sharing that because I think, you know, people need to understand, you know, what happens um, when stress occurs. And it's just not something we are saying. There's actually physiological and biological processes that occur that affect our body in, um, you know, sometimes very negative ways if, if we're stressed too much. So now I know you were getting ready to talk about um, how these stresses relate to your Aspires model. Um, why don't why don't we go ahead and continue that? I just want to give the listeners, a, you know, a little bit of um, base level information. And so now, now that we know what it is and what happens and what occurs in our bodies when we're perceived to be under threat or have the stress or the release of the corticosteroids and you know the adrenal glands kicking in, um, what do we what do we do? How can how can these stresses that we experience relate to your Aspire model? Okay. Well, I, I apologize for jumping ahead of myself there a little bit. I got really oh, excited no, about fine, that. Fine. No <laughs> this topic is it's a very passionate topic of mine. And uh, first, before I go there, I really respect what you guys do in the ER. It's a very stressful environment, and especially uh, for yourself as a nurse in the ER, the trauma, you don't know what comes in through the door. So I I totally respect what you guys do in the ER. So that's wonderful. So um and okay, so now to switch back a little bit. Sorry about that. So I, yeah, no I did problem. mention the uh, Aspires model, and uh, that is an acronym that I relate to the Life Core assets. And so each asset is somewhat a, uh, an important part of our life balance. And it's actually very interesting that we're talking about stress because by managing the stresses in our life, it's going to help balance our life too. So kind of recap of what the ASPIRES actually stands for, um, I'll mention again, A for assets, S for safety, P physical, I intellectual, R relationships, E is economic, and S spirituality. And so you might have had stress in one area of your life in that particular list that I gave you, or maybe many of them. Uh, I can tell you I've been through uh, quite a few of those stresses myself, but I want to give you a little bit of an example of what I mean by each one. And I mentioned earlier the safety part. Well, you know, you're driving a car, uh, you're uh, dealing in a rush hour uh, or traffic jam. It's causing a lot of stress uh, and trying to rate a rush. Uh, so basically what I'm mentioning is uh, the transportation part or someone's uh, sw- sideswiping you, the safety. There's a stress involved there. Uh, so that's a small example there. Physical stress. Well, there's two different kinds. There's medical stress, and as I mentioned earlier, uh, the ER, the patients you see, there's a, the medical part where you're going through actually body changes. You could be, mm-hmm. you know, cancer or you can have a broken limb, and that's going to cause obviously a lot of stress in someone's life. But a different kind of physical stress is the stress that you put on your body, like your exercise. You know, when you uh, run or lift weights, you're putting stress in your body, but that's actually good stress. That's stress that you're challenging your body to get better and improve. So that's a so, different type so, of stress. So, Dr. Jane. Um, I want the listeners to hear this part as well. So what you're saying is not all stress is really bad for us. There's actually good stress that we um, 
put upon ourselves that actually is beneficial to us, such as what you're just saying, you know, running or lifting weights or things of that nature, right? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so there's that bad stress, you know, the diseases, uh, uh, the cancers, those kind of things. That's the bad stress that your body goes through. But there's good stress. And I, as I said before, the exercise is, is a good challenge to your body to get better. So what, it, you know, you you uh, break down some of those tissues, and when it remodels and rebuilds, you're actually getting better. You know, your heart muscles improve. So that's actually a good stress. So I, I had to backtrack a little bit. When we think about stress, it sounds like a negative term, but sometimes that stress can be actually pretty good, and it depends on how you frame it. So like I said, in the stress that you put on your body when you're running or exercising, that's actually a good stress. Um, I'm going to get to the next part, intellectual, that when you're cracking open those books and you're getting a headache because you're studying too hard, you know what? That's a good stress. <laughs> you're, stressing, you're stressing your mind and you're challenging those brain cells to take in more information. Um, so I look at, and I, I, that's a good intellectual stress. And, you know, as an RN, you've been through a lot of that in nursing school and how much anatomy you had to kind of force feed into your brain. But you know what? Uh, after many years later, you, know, you realize that was a good stress you put on yourself back in the day. So, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, no, uh, it, it was good. It, and, then, you know, now I'm thankful because, it, you know, it did help me. It helps my brain cells to grow and, you know, function optimally and all that stuff. But what I did as far as studying in school had, is no comparison to, you know, what a physician does. With, no, you know, you know what, you're being, you're being, you know what, you're being very modest because, you know, we all <laughs> have to study anatomy. And I'll tell you, uh, my, my wife's a pharmacist, and she gone through all that anatomy courses and everything. So, hey, we're all in the same boat in this together. So I don't, I don't miss those days, but I remember the stress I put in my brain trying to study last minute. But now that I look back at it, now that I look back at it, that was a, that was a stress that was well worth it. So, yeah, um, I agree. That, so, so, so now there, now um, there's emotional stress. So uh, intellectual isn't just on the, you know, the academic stress, but there's also that mind stress, the emotional. If there's a, a loss in the family or something tragic that puts a lot of stress in, in your life and strain, so that's a, a negative stress. Um, uh, the goni are in the aspires of relationships. I mean that's pretty straightforward, you know. If there's a, a if you're having a problem with your uh, partner or your husband or whoever, uh, wife, uh, that could be a stress or it could be a, a benefit. But if you're having relationships with your friends or coworkers, that's a stress. So that's a relationship stress. So what I'm breaking the stress down into different little pieces of stress, and the next part uh, is E for economic. Now, who hasn't been through economic stress? Uh, I'm sure people have gone through that, you know, either paying your bills or, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. That can be very stressful, uh, you know, trying to put food on your plate. That's, that can be a very stressful time. So that is another part of stress. And so, uh, and then spirituality. Um, what, how could you be stressed with spirituality? Well, you know, there could be times where things don't go right in your life and you have anger, you know, why did God do this to me? And what is this whole, and that causes stress, you know, or, you know, some people who are less tolerant uh, become stressed out from the person next to them. Well, why are you this or why are you that? So there's so many different kinds of stresses out there, but I do uh, want to qualify that with, there are good stresses. So we have the good and the bad. Thank you. Because, um, you know, you're right. When people hear the word stress, they automatically 
tend to think that um, it's negative and it's just negative-based. But in actuality, you know, there's a lot of times that our body is going through stress and we don't even realize it, which is actually good for the body and and good for us, such as like when we're exercising or, um, you know, lifting weights or, you know, pushing our our cardiovascular system in a good way, uh, you know, to the limit to grow and expand. All of that is really good for us. So um, I'm glad you shared that there's the good and the bad. And I like the way you broke it down with regards to, um, you know, the different areas that people experience stress within. Um, Most of us don't think about all the different aspects of our life where stress can create havoc. And you did a great job with, you know, sharing the um, Aspire's model with us to to enlighten people about, you know, they may have thought about relationship or financial or health, but, you know, safety, economic, or, you know, spirituality, you know, or even physical, they may have not even thought about that. So thank you for sharing that. Now, I know that um, you like or you, you, you focused on a specific group that you um, – and I guess it's maybe it's the group. Are you a generation? I'm so I'm so out of clue with this. So please forgive me, you guys listening, and and Dr. Jane. But are you a Generation X or Y? I, and what you know? You know it's I know so it's funny. Off, okay, I know it's off topic, but what exactly is? I, I am. I, okay, so I, I I guess if you look at the whole generation gap, you got the the the. The late boomers, you got the young boomers, the Generation X, Generation Y, Millennials. I mean, there's so many different. And there's actually, I think I've heard, I've heard of a Generation Z. Uh, so I'm sort of like smack dab in the middle. I'm like, uh, I'm I'm not too old, but I'm, I'm not too young. So I think that's Generation X. So I'm somewhere in the Generation X area. And okay. uh, it's funny what what people say about that is because they're they're called the lost generation. <laughs> I don't know why, but I think it's because the uh, you know, I think our generation, this generation is where people really got the worst of it in terms of the economy. And I'll tell you, I, I've been yeah. through a lot of trouble and with the economic recession we had. So uh, just to answer your question, yeah, that's the generation I, I supposedly fall into. Okay, so now because, and I'm, and I, I'm bringing this up for a reason, you guys out there listening, um, so just bear with me. Um, so because you're a Generation Xer or Generation X person, I want to I want to focus a little bit because I think I'm Generation X too. I want to focus a little bit on specifically some of the different and unique external stresses that we've had to experience within our say our lifetime that some of these other groups um, have not experienced. For instance, you mentioned the financial, um, you know, the financial, the economic problems. I remember being a little kid in the '70s. And uh, I'm thinking, I think that's when OPEC and all that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I was a little kid. Yeah, okay, well, I was a little kid, too, and I remember that, and that was like this huge thing, like how, you know, fast forward to 2006, the real estate, you know, debacle. Um, But along from, I'm going to say from the 70s and, you know, even the 80s, there was something going on. And and the 90s seemed to be pretty good, but then we had the dot-com bust, you know, as we dwelled into 2000 and then the real estate bus. So we've seen a lot of different um, unique situations that have caused external stress upon us. How would you say that's different from, say, or how would you say that has affected our health and well-being as we progress forward in our lives, um, 
you know, due to these external stresses that we may not even realize, um, you know, have created havoc on us. Well, um, I I agree with you, Ayla. When I was in the 70s, I was busy playing with my Star Wars toys or something like that. I I didn't care about... Uh, what kind of ep- economic crisis going on around me? I was worried, worried about uh, what Star or I think it's Star Wars cards at the time they're trading, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so those are the good old days when I didn't have to worry about that. I was not even stressed out about it. But you know, fast forwarding to you know, the 2008, 2009 that time, I went through. I personally went through a very tough time, and it's it's unusual to hear a doctor sharing, um, you know, some problems that a doctor would have but I had some real estate investments that I had and you know everything crashed and you know I lost my I pretty much lost everything and uh, it was a very difficult time for me and uh, I was stressed and during that stressful situation um, it was so uh, that's kind of what actually inspired me to, to write my book is because of the stress I went through so I went through economic stress you know everything crashed on me I pretty much lost everything and uh, I had a and that affected my uh, physical health uh, because I was I gained weight, uh, I, I became overweight, and so uh, you know my cholesterol started creeping up a little bit, my sugar started creeping up a little bit, and you know this is from a do- you're hearing this from a doctor, and right. so uh, you know doctors can be sometimes the worst patients, so that caused stress in my relationships. You know um, it's been tough, you know, with my. Uh, my wife and you know people around me. I was probably more closed off. I wasn't the same person I used to be. Um, I was kind of ashamed a little bit about all the things that I went through. Didn't really want to share uh, that uh, aspect that I thought was failure, and um, and so it it caused mental stress, obviously. So it it kind of carried over into different areas of my life of stress, and it was a dangerous spiral I was kind of going down through and I finally had to say enough is enough you know when I was told that my sugar was getting a little bit high I'm like, you know what I'm going to start losing some weight you know uh, you know so that a lot of things changed for me and I I'm proud to say I made some great changes and I you know that's what I want to that's why uh that's what I'm passionate about is to share some of that success that I've been through and I'm still working at it but I'll tell you that uh, I I kind of feel you know a lot of people don't know what it's like but i've i've been there i've been through paycheck to paycheck and that's kind of a shock to to hear like right. oh you and so i i get it and uh when people say oh you you've lived a privileged life absolutely not i don't even know what a silver spoon is <laughs> um <laughs> well you, know, this, you know i mean i think this is really great that you're sharing this information um obviously like me um stress in in how it affects all aspects of our life is very important for you and, and to you, and you want to educate people about how they can. I'm not saying we can't completely curtail it out of our life, but if it happens, how we can better handle it so that it doesn't happen, you know, in other manifesting, you know, the weight gain and the, you know, high blood, higher blood pressure and the higher cholesterol levels, things that are actually per- could potentially be very dangerous and harmful and kill us. So it's it's so I thank you so much for sharing that because you know I've worked with doctors and know they have been stressed to the hilt, but um, for one to actually admit it, you know, is a rarity. And then you you actually I think made yourself more 
uh, human because there are people out there listening that says, oh, well, yeah, I, you know, I've gained weight or my doctor has told me that my, my blood pressure is up and now I need to take medication or my cholesterol levels are up or, you know, my, you know I'm pre-diabetic because I've gained the weight and it's because that's how I handle my stress by, you know, feeding my face with whatever and I've stopped exercising. I mean, you, you made it so real and everyone who's ever gone through a stressful period has experienced some some part of that, you know, the withdrawal from the relationship, um, closing yourself off. You know, for me, my tendency is to be angry and irritable, you know, very more, <laughs> more moodier than normal, I guess. But um, I think people need to hear this and understand that even though we may be in these different positions, we still are people and we're still human and our body still responds, you know, the same way. And so... Um, as Dr. Jane is sharing with us, you know, there are things that we can do that I'm sure he's going to share with us that will help us to um, curtail some of this and get us back on track to being healthy and well. And what I want to do right now is just take a minute, Dr. Jane. I have a um, fabulous sponsor, and this is the time of the show that I like to honor our sponsors for their fabulous contributions and the things that they they are themselves doing out to make the world a better place. And this particular sponsor um, is called 21 Drops. Now, 21 Drops is an essential oil company, and they are focused on developing the most organically created uh, essential oils for utilization in our health and well-being. Now, they believe that essential oils are the root of it all, benefiting the mind, the body, and the spirit. And they know that these fragrant and highly concentrated molecules that are extracted from the various parts of the plants, such as the leaves, the fruit, the wood, the seeds, and the flowers, represent a critical part of both the plant's immune system and the plant's survival mechanisms. Now, why this is important to us is because over time, man and plants have evolved alongside each other with the same chemistries, and once man or human either inhales or absorbs these wonderful essence of these essential oils into our bloodstream, they interact with our body, creating balance and wellness. And the science of aromatherapy is based on this principle. At 21 Drops, they source all their essential oils from organically grown herbs or plants that are collected from all around the globe. The result is a pure, very high-grade therapeutic essential oil that they utilize to create customized blend solutions for their clients. They say they have a solution from anything from headache to heartache. And so that is something that I think we all have experienced once in our lives. Now, 21 Drops captures the incredible power of the pure essential oils, not only for their therapeutic blends, but also to empower us, their friends, their customers, and everyone around the world to feel better and be better. We've chosen to uniquely um, highlight this particular essential oil company because, one, they're a sponsor, and, two, I've tried their products, and they are absolutely fabulous. So if you are looking for an essential oil company or you're looking for a particular essential oil um, that you want to get the most organic and highly therapeutic grade possible, you will want to check out 21 Drops, and they are at 21 Drops. 
com. That's the number 21, the word drops with an S, dot com. And I'm sure you'll find something to assist you with creating wellness and balance into your life, mind, and body. Now let's get back to Dr. Jane. Now before, you know, we um, had the little break for the sponsor, I wanted to, um, you know, I was enlightening the audience about how you've made it real for us. Can you share with us um, how you begin to, first of all, what led you to make the change to get back into a positive state of being with regards to the stress status? Uh, well, Rochelle, the the thing that really affected me and what kind of prompted me is after I started getting, you know, when I first, like you mentioned pre-diabetic, and that's kind of what really triggered all this phenomenon for me is um, getting this little tiny little kit it'll stick to stick to your finger I'm like what is this and and uh, it's like a blood sugar kit I'm like oh my goodness uh, I'm too young for this and I really uh, energized me it, you know I went through a little bit of depression I think and then all of a sudden realization you know what I'm not going to put myself in the funk I'm going to fight this and so I had to compartmentalize uh different aspects and kind of put that stress aside and say, you know what, I need to do this. I need to tackle. What is the problem? So I had to do a little bit of retrospective, you know, self-introspective look at myself and say, okay, let me, there's so many different problems. I can't do it all. Let me try to do one at a time. And so it started with the mind, you know, trying to kind of get to the point where my attitude changed. I said, you know, I'm going to do this. That's the biggest thing is to try to not, have a self-defeating attitude, but actually changing the attitude. And no matter what difficult situation you might be in, what stressful situation you might be in, you're going to have to really turn it around and try to create a positive out of it. Because if you don't get past that first part, it's really hard to go beyond that and to do other things to, you know, to kind of deal with some of that stress. So, um, so to kind of go through some of the things that I went through and some things I tried to, uh, uh, due to trying to help me go through some stress, I tried, you know, first of all, exercise. I, I tried a personal trainer, and that really kind of got me motivated. That really helped me understand, okay, well, there's I have a support. Not, you know, I, even though I had to pay for the support, at least I got some support. So I had to bring the relationships into the whole thing. You know, my wife, uh, the people around me, my friends, to kind of be my support mechanism, you know, personal trainer. So getting that mental part in there was important and getting your support structure in there to help you through stressful situations. That's important. But then, okay, what else can I do beyond that? There are lots of things you can do. Uh, there's music therapy, you know, just playing your music, get those iTunes in there and just kidding, losing yourself in a different world and kind of taking yourself out from that stressful situation you might be in and just kind of playing your music. And, you know, it doesn't have to be like, uh, the classical that people imagine. It could be anything that can comfort you. There's light therapy. That's something that people don't hear too much about. But sometimes, I, I don't know where uh, a lot of people, I used to live in the in the Midwest, and that could be a very depressing situation. Uh, I, I used to live in Columbus, and that used to maybe be cloudy for 10 months of the year. And mm-hmm. uh, believe it or not, I found out I was vitamin D deficient because I had lack of sun, sunlight. And so I was surprised about that. So um, there's uh, different things about, you know, if you're in a job, you know, such you know, you, you work in the, uh, in the ER, but it's people work in an office building, but just to go out and take a walk and, 
and see the, the clouds and the sun for 10 minutes can do wonders. And hey, a massage. Yeah. I, I want to, I, w- I want you to, I, um, I want you to, you mentioned the light therapy and I'm not really sure. I know what it is, but I'm not really sure a lot of people know what it is. You know, can you just, um, Explain a little bit about what that is. I understand, you know, I understand, and and this would be great information for people that say you were in Columbus where it was cloudy all the time, but like people in the Pacific Northwest, you know, Seattle where it's always like that as well. Um, they might, this might be something that might be, you know, just the missing piece for them to help them you know, reduce some of the stress that's going on in their life. So can you just explain a little bit about what light therapy is for me, please? Okay, well, light therapy is something that you can do to – there's something called seasonal affective disorder, and that's something that's very common. It's a disorder that people – it's actually a a type of depression that people get, especially during the fall or winter when there's a lot of – you know, the the days are shortened. You know, you got more of a darker day than the the light day, and that kind of creates a a little bit of depression, and it's very prevalent, you know, in the Midwest or probably in the Northwest, and – so that can cause uh, a trigger in your brain chemicals can they change your mood. And so what light therapy does is you can actually, there's little light boxes available where it can create natural indirect sunlight. And these little light boxes actually, you know, put yourself in front of these for like 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Uh, and they, I, I'm, I'm not sure some of them they can cost different amounts, but by sitting in front of a, a light box such as this can actually give you some of that light, trigger some of the, the, the body chemicals, your brain chemicals to enhance your mood. And uh, it's interesting because, you know, you don't realize that if you're working in a job for eight hours or you're in a, uh, in a particular geography where you don't get much sunlight, you might be depressed and not know it. And so uh, this light therapy is actually a way to kind of um, mix – it's not going to mimic the uh, 80 degree Los Angeles weather, but it's enough to kind of it's it's enough to like just trick your brain a little bit to thinking that they're getting some sun exposure, and kind of lighten the mood for your brain. So, so it's actually, lighting in the office and cubicles and things of that nature is not the, is not the same it, light. It's, no, it's light. not the same. Okay. The, this these light boxes now lights measured in there's a unit of measurement called lux. So uh, I believe these light boxes, uh, 10,000 lux is about equivalent to what it, sunlight is. So when you look at these light boxes, they have to have the same lux levels as what sunlight would be. So the fluorescent lighting and the home lighting just doesn't cut it. you got to get something that's equivalent to what the lux of a sunlight is. Okay, perfect, perfect. Thank you, thank you, because um, I just didn't want people to be out there thinking, light therapy, what is that? And I'm I'm in my office, and I have my, you know, fluorescent lights. I'm surrounded by light. It's not that type of light. It's something completely different, as uh, Dr. Jane explained. Okay, now, moving moving on, you were going into um, massage. Yes. Um, well, you know, I, um, I, I'm not one to go to massages that often, but when I do go to them, uh, I really feel, I never really know how much tension I have until the masseuse actually starts grinding so you know your muscles are very tight you're very tense <laughs> your muscles are very stressed i'm like really <laughs> and and i'm sure you've uh been told the same thing if you ever tried that and so yeah uh 
it, it's a, it's a nice because uh, a lot of times they have these uh, massages in a place where they have aromatherapy where they have some nice pleasant uh, a surrounding kind of like a spa environment and uh, a lot of your uh, uh, women listeners would love to hear uh, uh, this uh, message that you know these massages and these aromatherapy places are very effective they can you know kind of relieve tension so maybe the husbands might not like to hear that. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, it can cost money, but uh, I'll tell you, some of the uh, bring your bring your spouse if you have to, and then make it a couples thing. So um, no, actually, it's really uh, I I didn't really believe it until I tried it, and I wow, I really feel different, and that it, it's it made a difference for me. And so if you are in a, a situation where you know what I'm getting stressed out, like a Calgon take me away moment, you know, a schedule massage, <laughs> and, and that can help. So, well, guys uh, out there listening, you know, as um, as uh, the old saying goes, happy wife, happy life. So if you you have been experiencing a little bit of, you know, stress within the household, the wife may be, you know, um, I, wanna, I don't want to say nagging, but, you know, because we don't nag, we um, highly suggest. So if your wife is highly suggesting you do things and, you know, it's just creating a little bit of tension, you might surprise her with coming home with a massage coupon, a gift certificate where she can go get a massage and have that beautiful essence of aromatherapy and watch how beautiful things will be when she comes back because she's less stressed and she has less muscle tension. And I'm plugging that massage like 9,000 right now, fellas. So, <laughs> so bear with me. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dr. Jane. Continue Oh, great. On. Okay. Well, I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to uh, indirectly upset the husbands out there. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, if it, it, it'll reciprocate, I'm sure, at some point in oh, your life. Oh, for sure. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm planting a little seed there. And if they just water it, it'll grow into a beautiful blossom. I there promise. There you go. Okay, wonderful. But like, you don't even have to go to a professional masseuse. I mean, uh, you know, you got couples massage. You know, if your if your wife's tense, you know, massage your shoulders, or husband's tense and massage. You know, it's it's not, it doesn't have to be, you know, paid. But it, it's uh, it's something to think about. Now, I uh, pets. I mean, pets are wonderful. A dog or a cat. You know, a fish bowl or those are very helpful. You know, take your dog for a walk. I mean, it gets you out the door. Uh, and and they're little. They're almost like little people. And so uh, that's also very helpful uh, uh, sometimes. Um, I mentioned music. And there's some, you know, breathing techniques. Uh, take some learning to, to do some deep breathing can help uh, relax yourself in a stressful situation. Uh, you always hear the phrase, okay, uh, take a step back and take a deep breath. But you know what? That's actually a true cliche. If you know how to take that deep breath and, and do it right, it, it'll help uh, reduce some of that chemicals we talked about earlier that gets released it kind of reduces that uh chemical release of all those bad you know stressful hormones that get uh, excreted so you know that deep breathing techniques help you know meditation is also something that uh, is very common and um, people are starting to adapt to more and it doesn't have to be the kind that you hear on the western or the eastern tradition meditation but just sitting or lying in your bed you know closing your eyes and just escaping and doing uh, something that's removed from where you're at can be very helpful. So there's a lot of different ways to, to fight stress. And uh, I don't think we can share all that in, in your time segment, but uh, what the message is is that, you know, this stress can be 
uh, fought. It can be beaten if you got to manage it correctly. And uh, we talked about the good and the bad stresses. And uh, let the good let let the good stresses happen and kind of minimize some of the bad stresses. Yeah, I thank you for sharing um, that as well because um, I, I totally agree. And the show is just not long enough to go into all the different components of um, how you can re, re you know physically release stress um, from your body as well as things that you can do to re- help with releasing stress from your mind, such as meditation and, and you know things of that nature. But what I want to really do now is move into a part to talk a little bit about your book. Um, and the reason being is because I like it. You know, the Optimal Living 360 um, is a beautiful, beautiful, um, I guess, title for me. It just opens up curiosity in my mind. And so I want the listeners to be able to get some of the wisdom as to what's in the book and then, um, you know, maybe incite them or inspire them to go out and buy the book because I just from what I know and from what I've seen with regards to the book, um, it's a really about a book on how uh, to live a, a more balanced life, right? And I think when you live a more balanced life, you do um, have, have less stress in your life or you're better able to handle the stress that comes in. So tell us, when you when you began writing this book, um, was it? Did you take personal experiences that you experienced yourself, or did you um, take a, cl- a cluster of information that you've acquired over the years as being a physician? Actually, it was both. <clears throat> I never really thought about writing a book. Actually, it it all kind of came about when I was I mentioned earlier the the, the stresses I've been through, and um, I needed to find my way out. And as a doctor, I thought I had all the answers, but I didn't. And so um, I went searching for the answers, and I did a lot of research, and uh, I tried to implement a lot of what I researched, and some of the things worked, some of the things didn't. And when things started working and my life started turning around, I thought, well, you know, I, I have all these notes, and what am I going to do with this? I had to share this. And I have two little boys, and I thought, you know what? This is something I should leave for my two boys is – the things I've improved, I've learned in life, not only from life experience, but from, you know, the formal education, how, how wonderful of a legacy would it be to leave something for my two sons? And so I started putting something together. I'm like, you know what? It, it doesn't have to be limited to two people. You know, I need to share this with other people. And so this book is, it's almost a little paternal because I, 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 I not only share my life, you know, uh, you know, a lot of doctors or, you know, people in general don't like to share their failures they all have to share their successes, but this is a very it was right. kind of a personal book that I share my a little bit. It's not really about me. It's kind of, I share a little bit about some of the things, but really it's uh, the whole purpose is to be a one-stop source of getting information that I had to search, you know, years again. I just threw it all in there, everything but the kitchen sink. So it's really uh, it's almost like I would call it the greatest hits of self-help because. I put I uh, tell you all the tips on relationships, personal finance, uh, uh, you know, physical health, and yeah, you I, re- I I packed it all in there. And you know, um, it, it is, and, and I'm just gonna want to highlight, um, you know, 
some of the stuff that's in the book that I think um, is going to pique curiosity for a lot of people. For instance, you know, he, he talks about, um, you know, first of all, what is optimal living 360, you know, core assets for integrative decision-making, um, holding on to your assets, you know, and within the context of holding on to your assets, it's really focused on uh, your health and well-being, things you could do, preventative health screenings, you know, uh avoiding addictions, having a safer workout, that would be things that in an area where you would be holding on to your assets. He also talks about, you know, where you live, your re- return on investment on your physical health and what that is, what's important and why that's important. And I, I see a spot in there where you talk about the herbal path. And um, I, I don't know if you knew this about me, but I'm an Ayurvedic health practitioner. I have a, actually a master's degree and Ayurveda, and so herbs are just like I peaks really. I'm like getting really excited. I see the word herbs, herbal, and I and I know that you're in synchronicity with, um, you know, the the whole natural holistic thing. Um, but also, you guys out there, and this is something that I want. I'm going to have him just talk just briefly about real quickly. But he's got a section on there with affairs of the mind, your return on investment on intellectual, emotional, and mental health, and under that. There's a there's a there's an area that you can read, um, not only talking about don't mess with stress, but the importance of getting your sleep. And and I want to just hone in on this real quickly, Dr. Jane. Can you tell us the why it is so important to get good sleep, and what happens when our body or when we're under say I'm going to say a stress attack. Um, if we do not get good rest? Well, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, people take sleep for granted. um, And it shouldn't be taken for granted because sleep is so important. It's very vital to our body functions because without without letting your body rest and recoup, uh, it's not going to be able to maintain or, you know, move effectively moving forward. So it's so important to get your body you know, not only your body, what I mean by body is your mind has to rest. Your 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 body, your your brain cells have to regenerate, your your you know, body uh, physical cells have to regenerate. And it just can't be done on a regular day. It has to be done in a state where you're actually resting. And there's a lot of physiologic responses that happen while you're sleeping. So even though you're you think you're sleeping, your body's actually actively regenerating itself it's actually recouping so um so i guess the term sleep should be thought of as recuperation and not like okay you're just shutting down your body and shutting it off uh, people think oh i'm wasting time sleeping i gotta stay up and work on this but actually you're doing your, your body a favor by by getting that rest because you're actually recouping a lot of you're almost like refueling your tank, your mental tank and your physical tank so you can get started the next day and be highly effective. So um, I absolutely advocate getting the right amount of sleep. And how much is enough? Eight hours is what the, the rule of thumb is, but that's really uh, not necessarily the most accurate number to use. A lot of times people just say just sleep and You'll know it when you are when you wake and you will feel well rested. Some for some people, a normal amount of sleep it can be seven hours, it could be nine, it could be even six. But you'll know when you have enough sleep based on how you function the next day or two. 
So it's so important for mind body focus, and it really it can make you cranky if you don't get enough sleep. It can make you can reduce your effectiveness and performance in your job if you don't get enough sleep. So there's a lot of things that can be affected by not getting enough sleep. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, again, you guys, if you're out there listening, we're definitely going to share where you can get the book. But I, you know, that those are just some of the things that or in the book that he talks about. He also talks about love and happiness. And, you know, of course, we all know that when we feel loved and we're happy, um, we, we're we not stressed. And so I'm sure um, you guys would like to know more about how, um, you know, just having the love and happiness and how you get that return on investment for your relationship is so vitally important in helping you to maintain balance and uh potentially eliminating stress from your life. Now, um, I know that um, there, you know, there's a lot of things that happen with our, within our day, you know, whether we've got enough sleep, whether we've ate enough food, um, you know, whether we woke up on the wrong side of the bed or the right side of the bed or whether we meditated this morning or even got any exercise um, throughout the day that can help us to just, you know, set the tone for our day. If you had any words of wisdom to um, share with the listeners out there with regards to helping them to start their day in a less stressed manner um, that could lead to more productivity and happiness and peace and calm for the rest of the day, what would you say? Well, the first thing I would say is to plan your day uh, the night before. Make sure you, you know, get to bed early because uh, not getting to bed on time would probably carry over no matter what time you get up, you're probably not going to have sleep. So having that pre-planning and getting to bed early is going to start your day very good the next day. And this is a cliche, but yes, you have to eat breakfast. Uh, don't start your day without getting that mental fuel that, you know, that breakfast isn't just to to satisfy your stomach, that all those uh, carbs and sugar, whatever you consume is actually feeding your brain cells. It's feeding the rest of your body, and it's kind of filling up your gas tank uh, to get you going for the rest of the day. And so you don't want to start off your day in a half, a half a tank of gas. You want to start in a full tank. So getting that breakfast in the morning is very important. And, uh, you know, a lot of people like to exercise uh, first thing in the morning, which is a great idea too. Uh, you know, running, walking, even before you get your breakfast is a great way to get started because once you get that uh, body moving, your you know, your body uh, is kind of like in a locomotion. It's kind of just in a fast pace. So when they, you reach the end of the day, sometimes it can be very hard. Like, oh, I don't have time to work out or uh, I don't have time for this. And so that's kind of mentally gets it out of the way early. So if you can, if you have the time, if you can plan it out, uh, breakfast absolutely in the morning, uh, a well-balanced breakfast. And uh, if you want to, if you can't do a uh, exercise run, but even a walk in the morning, if you have a dog, do a morning walk or something that kind of gets you out there. Something moving will get your circulation going. It's like it's a natural high to get those endorphins going, so that you can start in a good mood and get that body blood circulation going. It's like a natural caffeine. I'm, I'm a big coffee drinker. I love to start my day with coffee, but I'll tell you, uh, combine that with a good uh, <laughs> uh, run or something like that really can get start your day off well. Mm, we'll have to cure you of that coffee habit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll talk about that some other time, right? Yeah, that's a that's a whole nother that's a whole nother show. Um, well, I mean that's great. I mean, so you guys out there listening, he he gave you um, something that you can do, and you can begin doing this immediately after the show, such as you know planning your day for tomorrow. I think that when we have some sort of plan or some sort of routine um, to begin with, that that really is just one last one less aspect of stress that we have to deal with because we kind of know how our day is going to go. Of course, there are things that will come in that kind of, you know, try to throw us off our, our, you know, nice, smooth path, but but at least we know the general way of, of the way that the day should go, and we can always deal with the things as they, the challenges as they occur and um, in a less stress manner in a more calm and peaceful place, from a more calm and peaceful, peaceful place. Now, there's one thing that we didn't talk about, and I think it's a great way for us to begin wrapping up the show, but with regards to the Aspires model, you know, we talked pretty much about the physical and, you know, relationships and how economy affected us, and we did, you know, talked a little bit about safety, but the the big thing here that I would like to um have you touch upon with regards to how important it is and how it relates to us maintaining balance and having um, less stress is the spiritual, the spirituality aspect. Is there anything that you would like to share uh, with us with regards to um, spirituality? You know, spirituality has such a broad definition and it's such a, we have such a broad culture in the world. So people look at it in so many different angles. And so I don't want to confine it to one little, you know, people think, oh, this sometimes either brings up a a positive or negative, whatever it is, but whatever your belief system is, it's fine. As long as you don't let it get out of control and you kind of, kind of keep it in a point where you're using it, you're leveraging it to really help your life. And that's the whole point of spirituality is to, uh, use it to to make give you that uh, sense of balance. And I look at spirituality as giving a lot of uh, return on in your life investment by giving hope. It can give comfort in your life. It can provide inner peace and calm. So it's actually uh, a stress reducer, uh, and it's a way to connect. And it's almost like having a security blanket. Well, someone's out there. There's some force out there that is looking after you. And so you don't feel like you're alone in this world. And there's always some, something there. So, um, I, you know, there's so many different religions and different uh, belief systems out there. But, you know, the spirituality, I kind of like to bring it all together into one and say, you know what, whatever your belief system is, use it for your benefit. And it's beneficial if you use it for the right way. And uh, and that's obviously a whole other topic, but I look at it as a very positive thing to uh, have a spiritual balance as well, um, and having that part uh, in, intertwined with everything else in your life. And so, whether you're Christian, Catholic, you know, whatever denomination, Jewish, whatever your belief system is, that's great. And I think uh, kind of doing it the right way and properly mixing it in with the rest of your life is going to make you all the better. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I just, um, you know, just thought that was just one important part that I think sometimes we overlap or uh, not overlap, but we forget to mention or we don't want to mention because of, you know, all the religion things. But when you really take the religion out of it and just, you know, have it as a spiritual thing and whatever you're doing, um, 
in that aspect in your life, as long as you're doing it for positive and the benefit of you, yourself, mankind, and all that good stuff, then it has to be really good for your stress levels because it's coming from a great place, you know. Um, And having that relationship with the divine is always um, a true blessing in our life. So thank you for sharing that. And now we are at the end of the show, and I just want you, Dr. Jane, to tell um, people how they can get the book Optimal Living 360. Well, uh, the, the great thing is that it's gonna it's it's not published yet. It's gonna be coming out in February of next oh. year. So uh-huh. we're actually in a pre-publication uh, mode where we're still selling the book before as a pre-sale before the book comes out but as a bonus for people who do want to get the book or reserve the book in advance we're also offering an audio package for people who want to really dive into uh, the program of how to optimize their life and uh, kind of go through I I have something called integrative decision making uh, that's also talked about in the book and how we use these aspires model to help make decisions and how to make the right decision and you know, think about all these different areas in our life to make that right decision. So I, uh, I'm offering that as a, a little bit of a, a bonus for people who want to purchase the book in advance and uh, don't want to wait till February. But obviously you can also uh, wait till February of next year to, to purchase the book. Uh, we've got some great book reviews. I'm really excited. And so uh, uh, please leave some feedback for me if there's anything uh, uh, that uh, I can add or advise. I'd be happy to do that. Uh, Find me on Twitter or Facebook, and uh, uh, great show. Now, is there a site? You didn't give the site where they can get the book because yes, you know, the holidays uh, coming up. This may be a great Christmas gift. Hint, hint, hint. You guys out there listening, this may be a great Christmas gift for them to get and, and give to their loved ones. Uh, the, the the website is Optimal Living 360. So it's uh, with two L's, uh, and so uh, you can log onto the website and just take a look. And we're offering that uh, to our uh, pre-sale uh, orders. And you can also visit my own website, SanjayJaneMD.com, and we have some blogs and some tips and some other goodies in there. Uh, we'll probably be uh, throwing in some freebies uh, in the next few weeks as well. So uh, you can visit uh, either today or uh, later on. And uh, I think we're going to be. Uh, giving out some uh, e-books uh, for people who want to sign up for the newsletter. So that's these are all kind of coming out in the next few weeks. So uh, I'm really excited about that. Well, thank you, and congratulations on the um, the publishing and releasing of your book. I um, myself am a book publisher. I'm not. I have a. I'm a published author. I'm a best-selling author, and so I know what goes into that, and the work and time and effort you've put into creating such a wonderful product and informative um, uh, manual that people can have for the rest of their lives to refer to. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So. Um, and thank you for being a guest of Blissful Living. It's been fabulous talking to you, and it's always nice to talk to someone else, um, you know, uh, that from the medical community, such as a physician or another nurse, or um, because we just have this little quirkiness about us that only we understand. Um, but I think people get it too, and, and as long as they get the information that um, I want my guests to bring to them, it's all good, and I'm sure they got a ton of information from you. So thank you so very much for being a guest on Blissful Living. 
Well, thank you for having me, and I appreciate for the appreciate the invitation. I, I think it's a wonderful show, and I really hope your listeners out there uh, will uh, get your message of stress uh, uh, of reducing stress. I think it's wonderful. You're getting the, the word out there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll just keep trying, and with people like you, we are gonna we're gonna do it. So I, I'm very confident and. Um, and I, I just know that the light is shining bright on all of us. And so out there, you guys listening, thank you for listening to Blissful Living. I've enjoyed sharing Dr. Sanjay Jain with you. He was absolutely sensational. And, of course, you know, I'm always passionate about health and wellness and reducing or eliminating stress from our lives. So I hope this show was really, really helpful to you all. Um, be sure to tune in for next week's show because I'll have another sensational guest. And as always, I'm wishing you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. Have a fabulous week, everyone, and bye for now. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.